to me, my balloonyacs. Aeronaut Zack here with your friendly neighborhood content warning. That part was Spider-Man, not X-Men, but we're going with it. This is a podcast where we let the internet ask us questions, and that is always a mistake. So, we are sometimes uh, adult-themed adjacent, and we will say all of the naughty words. Now, on with the show. Hi everybody, I'm Tyler. And I'm Zach. We're your aeronauts and we're back with more word balloons. We've been flying high on our own hot air, but have stopped our journey to Westchester to answer your nerdy questions. So with that in mind, Zach, what's our question this week? Who is Zorn? This is in response to an episode we had earlier where we mentioned... This is Zorn. this is simple. <laughs> I can tell you we're going to be over with this in three minutes. Zorn is Magneto. Done. Next question. <laughs> wait, wait. E- editor and stowaway Stephen here. Is he just Magneto? Because that we're going to tell a story here <laughs> of editor interference and a really poorly thought out plot line. Because I I do want to know who Zorn is. Because I remember I asked this because you brought him up because uh-huh. they were trying to write a Magneto story and then it turns out that it's Zorn and then I wanted to know more. So okay, so Zorn was first created by uh, writer Grant Morrison and Frank Quitely. Tyler here is like the ultimate Morrison fan and he's in my top five probably. So I don't talk uh, me up that much on Morrison. I do I do love him. Love him, hate him, kind of equally, but a lot in both cases. I, I've enjoyed his work. Everything but this run. I hate this run. Um, but I actually really liked Zorn. Uh, Zorn was originally shown as a mutant rescued by the X-Men in China who has to wear a kind of cool-looking skull mask at all times because he has a star for a brain. Not kind of cool, Skull Mask. Like a very... Super freaking cool. Very cool. Especially with the, like, the black and yellow leather look that uh, I'm pretty Quitely sure had everyone wearing at the time. This is uh, definitely a look that I definitely cut. Uh, I remember getting the previews, uh, the Marvel previews, and uh, I like, would cut out the covers and mm. put them on my wall because I couldn't fathom doing that to an actual comic, but I wanted to have comic art on my wall. <laughs> Zorn, is init- had Zorn. Zorn is initially shown as having various powers, including healing, where he heals Professor X's legs and lets him walk again after purging nano-sentinels out of Professor X's blood. This is Grant Morrison. There's going to be a lot of words like nano-sentinels. Yep. Amongst <sighs> other abilities he shows is electricity and magnetism generation and manipulation, teleportation via time-space wormholes, gravity manipulation, telepathy, self-sustenance, and he has a star for a brain. And if he kills himself, it will make the star go supernova and destroy the world. Uh, well, good, because I don't <laughs> want him to kill himself. That sounds bad. So- Sorry, but I'm going to have to cycle back to a question that I came up with. Uh, how many times has uh, Xavier had the ability to walk be returned to him? Ooh. Three times that I know of? Four? He recently died and was reborn in a new body that was... Yeah, does that count? his body? <laughs> and then they just decided to just never talk about that again? Lots. The answer is lots. Yeah. I'd, I'd be very curious... To know more about that personally, but uh, that might be some research I have to do. Also, not uh, like as most people think, his, he didn't lose his legs with Magneto. He lost his legs because the alien Lucifer attacked the Earth. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, alien named Lucifer took out Professor X's legs. Everyone just decided it was Magneto. I think thanks to the movies. Look, uh, compared to any some relation of the... to Lucifer, though, no, no, just okay. Um... Compared to some of the other stuff I researched getting ready for this <laughs> season, like, that's a pretty normal sentence. Yeah, okay. Whew. 
<laughs> but where we were with Zorn. Zorn is assigned what's called the special class, and it is really all the kids that are most traumatized by the mutant powers they received. Maybe massive body transformation. One girl is just a floating brain now. Oh, yeah, no um, Beak just looks kind of like an ugly vulture man, and I, I don't know, Beak was weak sauce. Uh, he was very, look at me, how pitiful, while well, no girl was right there. Um, and uh, Zorn also befriends Cyclops during this point, and in what is a pretty bleak era of X-Men, and where Cyclops has done pretty dirty, it was nice to see him be friends with someone, and not just, I'm cheating on my wife, and suck. A lot, which was most of Morrison Cyclops. Z Zorn is eventually revealed to be Magneto in disguise. He... Like the whole time? Yes. Yes. So that sounds ridiculous. Once you find that out, one thing is Morrison had actually planted like the seeds of that the entire time in the run. Because that was always his plan. So there were clues, but it turns out that even like the prison they rescued him from in China was all fake. They faked everything. Magne uh, he hadn't actually healed Professor X. Magneto had just made the nanites in his, the nano sentinels in his blood basically operate as a spine for him. Magneto forms with Toad of all people and the special class, a new Brotherhood of Evil Mutants that is really lame. And I mean, it's even part of the plot line that these this Brotherhood is really lame. No one really follows Magneto anymore. He's getting increasingly over the top and even tries to set up death camps for humans in New York City with a uh, become what you hate most kind of theme running for him. But it's super problematic to have the Jewish Holocaust survivor set up death camps. I'm sorry, it's a bad plan. Morrison was fucked up on that one. Yeah, very fucked up. For multiple reasons, the editors tried to talk him out of this. One, they didn't want that. They didn't want that. Two, Zorn was super popular, so they wanted to keep using the character. So after this story is finished, and I mean like the month after Morrison leaves. They go about fixing this. Unfortunately, the person that they hired to fix this is a man named Chuck Austin. Chuck Austin... Okay, I'm gonna say a thing in defense of Chuck Austin, and then I'm gonna slash and burn everything he does as a comics writer. He is a great producer of kids' cartoons, being behind Steven Universe, like, one of the producers behind it. And oh, he that's was, why I've heard the name. And he was a co-showrunner on She-Ra and the Princesses of Power. This dude has helped make some great cartoons. He also made what might be the worst X-Men run of all time. Oh. It is not well thought of, and when I was in high school, I was reading it being like, this is, I don't get why this gets so much hate. And then I read it again a year or two ago, or part of it, and I went, oh, this is really bad. <laughs> this is, and not offensively bad. Although there's some really poor... It's very sexist, actually. So yeah, offensively bad, too. <laughs> so it's just like... Across the board, bad. He Is there there no redeeming function to it other than maybe that they it continuity wise makes Zorn? There a thing, was I guess? a fun bit where Juggernaut joined the X Men for I think the first time where Juggernaut really tried, mm. but then it turned out to be he was a plant and like got kicked off the X Men. Angel dates a girl that was like eighteen years old. Uh, Polaris gets put through a character assassination. Havoc ends up like leaving her at the altar to date a random human lady who was working there. So it was more X Men being. The the biggest soap opera of all time. Yeah, but not like fun soap okay. opera. But anyways, he is asked, bring, please bring back 
Zorn in a way that's not Magneto, especially because Magneto death camped, and also Magneto had just killed Jean Grey, who actually did stay dead for like 15 years. So it was her longest run of death. So Austin brings in a second Zorn. It turns out that first Zorn was actually Zorn, who was pretending to be Magneto, who was pretending to be Zorn. Why? No one knows! That's never really explained what the plan was there. But there's his twin brother Zorn. I was about to say, there's two Zorns. The first one being... (laughs) I'm so frustrated by that. (laughs) In that, like, that's so Oh, they both have to wear the helmet. Because I'm assuming both have stars in their head. Quan Yin, the original Zorn, has a sun in his head, while Shen Zorn, the second one, has a black hole in his head. Well, that's cool as all fuck. (laughs) (laughs) This is the problem with Zorn. Every, not everything, but most things when you, like, write them out on paper is awesome. Yeah, it's super cool. He's just actually writing a character like that? Super hard. (laughs) Oh, yes, I imagine that's very hard. And now I just remembered why they made Zorn be Magneto being Zorn, because they can't have Magneto running the death camps. Yes. Okay, so that makes sense and is now less frustrating, but I hate it still? Yeah, the plot of it, what is Zorn's plan to suddenly be like, I was Magneto, and then Magneto shows up minutes after they just killed him, being like, that was super not me, and everyone's like, yeah, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Like, that like, oh, that sense. makes sense. Yeah, okay. Sure, I understand completely. <laughs> no problem, boss. Let's move along. He's not really used much at that point. They're like, Zorn is back, and then we're going to write him out again because no one really wants to talk about what just happened. Uh, both him and Magneto lose their powers during House of M, where most mutants lost their powers. It is also implied in House of M that the reason Zorn pretended to be Magneto to kill people was because the Scarlet Witch, who had gone insane during this period, manipulated reality and forced him into it. But they kind of threw had that as like a throwaway sentence and then went, God, we don't like that either. I hate that. I That's almost as bad. House of M is about the worst character assassination I've ever seen of a hero. I I hate it. I hate the entire Scarlet I've Witch goes mad. I failed to read it three times. Okay. I neither. One I of the best artists in the business was right, drawing it. Okay, so we're almost done with Zorn, but there's yeah. two more things to go on. Next is a run in New Avengers where a thing called the Collective, which is all of the accumulated powers of all the mutants that lost their powers in... Uh, House of M in Decimation. So 90% mm-hmm. of mutants, all of that energy forms into a single being where the mind of Zorn takes it over. Don't, don't try and question it. It doesn't work. Then this energy thing hits a guy named Michael Pointer in Alaska and turns him into a wild rampaging energy monster with the power of 90% of mutants and the mind of Zorn. This thing known as the Collective goes on to murder most of Alpha Flight, everyone but Sasquatch, and be defeated by the new Avengers in a story that I own. I have read several times. It's very gorgeously drawn, I should say that. It is illegible. No one knows what happens, but in the end, Pointer is separated from the powers, the collective thing is just chucked into the sun, and they stop talking about it. I mean, that's how I solve all my problems. <laughs> the Zorn, Shen Zorn, so the brother replacement Zorn, who lost all his powers, is later shown again with powers again, helping out Magneto, who I would assume, even though he's not the original Zorn, would still have some issues with this guy. But okay, working as a healer, when Secret Empire happens and Captain America's turned into a Nazi by the Cosmic Cube and takes over America. Right. We don't have time for that. We don't have time for that. (laughs) They create a tiny country in Southern California called New Tion, which will be the mutant head of... 
mutant country. Zorn is appointed as leader of that country for reasons no one understands because he's had like three panels of appearance in the last ten years before this, only to be revealed to be being mind-controlled by Emma Frost to do whatever she wanted to do being the, like, shadow behind the throne. Other than that, the literal only other appearance of Zorn is both Zorns are now back alive in the Krakoa era of the X-Men, and there's a single panel appearance of them meditating while floating together. I don't know if I've seen them yet. No, it's like a throw, and if we have, it's not a big enough thing to, like, pay much attention to. They're well, just... Yeah. Just thinking about that, I am currently reading all the mm-hmm. new X-Men stuff, so... What bothers me about that is I can't imagine Shen Zorn is wildly powerful of other of original Zorn. Oh, and also now it's spelled X O R N for the original and Z O R N for Shen Zorn. Okay, but that's it. That's that's good to go. No, going forward, he's kind of worse than Hawkman, and he's because at least with Hawkman they tried to do stuff with the character, as opposed to with Zorn they've just done damage control since two thousand three. What do you think would happen if both of them died at once, or if they headbutted each other? Either or, nothing Basically, good. <laughs> like, I want to know, basically, what's the odds of it canceling each other out? I'm just going to say this. Marvel spends so much time, like the Marvel Universe spends so much time and money, launching Hulk into space and doing stuff like that because he's so dangerous, and he is. But there's literally a dude with a star for a head that can die by the measly power of bullets or a sharp knife. And they're like, nah, it's fine. One of them tried to turn, like, literally burn New York City, but whatever. I would offer this guy like a like a private island, one that's not Krakoa, because that's not going to end well. No, but I mean like that, like hey, just go live here. We'll send you, we'll send you food. We'll send you. <laughs> Look, I know it's not going to end well, but midway through that series, I wish I could live on Krakoa. Yeah, Krakoa is pretty sweet. <laughs> In order to keep our journey going, we're going to have to drop some ballast. Luckily, Zach is stuffed to the brim with a sort of genre facts. We're not dropping ballast this season, are we? We're aligning our computers. Yeah. Either way, you all know that I'm just going to break the fourth <laughs> wall, and you know, you all know what's going on here and we're transitioning into the next segment (laughs) (laughs) we got halfway through the season before we realized that one didn't make sense i think i've aligned the computers on the other episodes anyway i'll have to go back and listen uh anyway i'm gonna ask zach about a character and we'll see if what he can remember off the top of his head any misses will have to be made up for at the end of the season uh we'll keep with this adventures theme of x-men zach what knowledge can you drop on legion Legion is the son of Professor Xavier. He's David Haller by name? Yes. Um, he is not the son of uh, Mortimer Taggart, which I keep wanting to do because in the Ultimate Universe they combined Proteus and Legion into one character. Mm. And it made sense, but I just, it always confuses me. Um, I don't remember Legion's mother. He is a major, major 90s character, I think he first appeared, maybe late 80s. Uh, his one physical feature is that his hair sticks straight up and it's like three feet long. Like he always has the wildest longest hair. Uh, He does have, I believe it's disassociative identity disorder, but I also don't know if that's the current parlay parlance anyways mm-hmm. and or if it's even what they're currently using for him they yes updated that but he has some poorly done version of multiple personalities usually some versions have done it best but multiple personality in general has not been well treated by the comic industry no just wanted to say that oh in any industry i don't think it's really handled well it's kind of ha- it's been ham-fistedly used across the multiple medias but in the case of Haller, each different personality has a different mutant power if i have that correct like each identity yeah yeah this they, make, v- they vary 
This makes yeah. him ridiculously powerful and one of the most dangerous. He's kind of a villain of the X Men, but uh, he more he's a troubled kid that powers too much, and the X Men keep having to like fix the fallout of that. As opposed to, he's not Apocalypse by any means. He's not you know even Magneto. Like he's just a kid for the most part. He's their powers a bit unrestrained. Yeah, he's not Mojo. He's not uh, Mr. Sinister. Anyways, the first, not the first, but like the biggest Legion story probably up until a TV show was made about him. Which is great. I've not seen it. I hear such good things. Is he is responsible for the Age of Apocalypse because he decides that to win his father's love, because Xavier's kind of a crap father, uh, he's going to go back in time and kill Magneto before Magneto can do stuff, do the big problem things that Magneto was doing in the 90s. But he goes back into time to a period where those two are still friends. So Xavier pushes Magneto out of the way when he tries to kill him, and he accidentally kills Xavier instead. Which, how does that work? Because shouldn't, shouldn't he phase out of time before he's able to kill his father. I don't think we have time for the grandfather paradox in this episode, my guy. No, definitely not. <laughs> so, Unless we're talking about multiple timelines or realities. So part of the way his... I, I can actually really quickly yada yeah, yada this do. away. Okay. Because part of the way his power works is by actually just altering reality. Okay. Yeah. So once you're playing with reality alteration, yeah, then everything's off the table, basically. Yeah. He's not used and on the table, mm-hmm. and, and in the table, and around the table, <laughs> and the table, and it defines the table and then redefines the table at will. Yeah. <laughs> He's not used a ton beyond that because one, once you create the Age of Apocalypse, it's hard to top that story, and two, he's just a hard character to write because one. It's really easy to do mental illness dirty, and two, he's so powerful. Um, he later on creates another alternate universe version with uh, Age of X, which I don't remember why he altered reality in that one, but Age of X was a pretty sweet comic book, and if you want like a fun, pretty, splashy crossover run, I'd recommend that one. He also got a brief series in X called X-Men Legacy, where he went up against... Blindfold, I think, was the main, like, X-Man that he was going up against. One of the X-Students, who's a uh, precog. And he just recently came back to life in the Age of X story in the Krakoan era, warning about the return of Onslaught, who is a psychic entity formed out of the worst parts of the mind of Professor X and Magneto combined? Yes. Welcome to the 90s! Who looks killer. Oh, yeah. I love Onslaught's design is choice. Uh, I'm going to have to Google this. Onslaught is like, you know how Super Shredder is to Shredder? Mm-hmm. Onslaught is like that to Magneto. He's kind of Magneto uh, Kaiju. Okay. <laughs> this sounds great. Oh, wow. That is amazing. Um, Yeah. Just Google Onslaught Marvel. First one that pops up. I think it's Andy Kubert doing the art. It is peak 90s. Uh, shoulder pads. Oh, for days. I don't even know if that's shoulder pads, but shoulder armor. So you're not going to have to redeem Legion. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I did want to point out one extra th- little weird dark quirk to his powers. Please do. He can intentionally focus on another mutant's, or even, I think, just another person's psyche and replicate it, which would will basically cause him to create a new altar based on their powers. That but is- that... 
Also can unintentionally happen if he's next to another mutant when they die. So he can he just steals do- mutant ghosts. <laughs> One, that's amazing. And two, if he wants to, he can just copy anybody's... There's a few X-Men that have copy powers. I didn't know Legion was included. Um, that definitely makes him wicked OP. Theoretically, um, he can have any power he could ever think of because it all sort of traces back to the fact that he's actually just altering reality and time. Well, that's awesome. <laughs> um, my question on the how that works, is he also taking, like, is he incorporating that, that mutant's or person's persona into his multiple... Yeah, like, it's kind of an altar based on them. It's just, it's also its own altar and has its own name, rather than, like, like if Jean Grey died to... next to him, he would create a new telepathic altar, but it kind of based on Jean Grey. Like a photocopy. But, but it wouldn't be named Jean Grey. What would happen if this if he did this to Rogue? Ugh, I don't... Th- then you just create a feedback loop. Um, but anyways, we, this episode feels super long. I apologize. Uh, uh, I mean, Zorn, you just said, was going to be a conversation. <laughs> Zorn was going to be a minute. That's all I had to add. Okay, no, thank you for... I didn't know that. That's Legion is one of those you kind of can't read a bunch of X-Men without knowing him, but I've never read any of his major stories all the way through. Right. Yeah, me either. I kind of got a little bit interested in him when they dropped the show. I was like, oh yeah, Legion exists. Like, Which I haven't him... even finished the show, and I've only seen the first two seasons. Um, and I fell off because I didn't have the ability to watch the show anymore. Um, it's kind of the perfect way to ingest Legion, so... Uh, <laughs> but I want to go back, because I think it's now all available on some platform. I think it's I have on Hulu? Something, Probably Hulu. I think. Um, but the first two seasons have a stellar cast giving an amazing performance. Uh, Jeremy Cle- Clements, or Jermaine Clements. Yeah. Um, uh, Aubrey Plaza, Dan Stevens. Um, oh, I didn't know those two. Uh, yeah. That's... Yeah. Okay. Dan, Dan Stevens plays... Fu- just plays Legion. I, okay, I knew about... I just, Aubrey Plaza and Jermaine Clement. I didn't um, know uh, They play two characters in it that I'm not going to go into details. Cool. Um, yeah. And then there's a bunch of other really good people in it. It is... I highly recommend it having only seen the first two seasons, and I'm going to double down my commitment to finish it. And has maybe the best representation of, like, a mental battle between two telepaths ever, where it's a psychic dance-off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's fun. Awesome. It's good. Okay. If I didn't... Well, if I wasn't watching something for a different podcast after work today, I'd know what I'm doing. That's it for today, folks. We're taking off. Before we go, I'd like to remind you to hit subscribe and check out all of our sister shows over at earvroom.com. That is E-A-R-V-V-Y-R-M.com. Other ways to get in touch with and follow us will be in the show notes. As always, we'd like to give a special thanks to our editor, Stephen Gady, and to Ian Ford for our theme song tracks. Until next time, I'm Tyler. I'm Zach. Up, up, and away. Oh.